any parenting tips? None. You don't want them from me. <laughs> Coach Cal. Daddy Cal. <laughs> uh, Taylor's coaching philosophy and parenting philosophy is hero ball is not bad. Shoot or shoot, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's when my three-year-old looks at me and he's like, Daddy, I want a popsicle. I'm like, shoot or shoot. Yeah. Don't tell mommy. <laughs> Don't tell mommy. Welcome to the ACC Basketball Determinants Podcast. We're going to do a brief recap of what we just witnessed. We're recording this late on a Monday night, so we're going to recap the final big Monday of the year. And then we're going to go elsewhere. A huge game tomorrow concerning the double buy, the final double buy candidate up for grabs between VT and Florida State. And then we're going to go on to who's in, who's out. There's only two teams, so we won't spend too much time there, right, guys? Unless Taylor goes on a soliloquy about his beloved Wolfpack. Oh. And I will. <laughs> Poor Wolfpack. <laughs> and then we're going to go out of conference. We're going to take a brief snapshot of what we're seeing from the other leagues and uh, who we're buying, who we're selling, who has potential for a run. Mike has a lot of ideas, per usual. Is this the point where someone yells the SoCon is a two-bid league? No. No, we're not saying that. We Every, should... Everyone else is saying that. We can't say that. Mike's well, going to save his mid-major mojo for Selection Sunday. I can feel that. I know that you're brewing something in there, and you're going to come out throwing haymakers in a little bit. Well, you know, the postseason or the uh, conference tournaments have started as of tonight. The Atlantic Sun is already tipping. You know, so I worry about these teams that I oh, watch. are you serious? Like Lipscomb and Liberty. I didn't you even know? know that. The Who's Atlantic Sun. Out? Conference oh, yeah. tournaments have started oh yeah a sun is on baby it's oh. on all right let's get to business yeah why don't we open with the game that just ended the, the syracuse uva game can we start with that I, I have a feeling that luke was watching it i assume guthrie's not here tonight because he's changing his pants <laughs> after that after that <laughs> oh UVA we forgot to showing. mention guthrie not here tonight. yeah guthrie not <laughs> well, here tonight but. there's an obvious answer for what happened in that game guthrie did not watch the first half with me Oh. And then he entered into the arena in the second half. And, and oh. then obviously everything changed. <laughs> yeah, I would say everything changed. Uh, what UVA was one three-pointer shy of a school record. They hit 18 in the game. What were they, 18 of 25? Is that right for the game? The real difference is the lineup that I love went on the floor and did not leave the floor for like 14 minutes. Okay. That was what, the change. What lineup is that? Huff, Diakite, and the big three. So Jerome... Hunter and Guy. Mm. That's the lineup. That's the for one. me, especially against zone, especially against a team like Syracuse who has some length, and that was the absolute determinant of the result and how it turned into a blowout. Because yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. That because when Clark was in, it's like he's not gonna be a threat from deep and battle and any other Brissett Hughes they can all shoot over him and right. it's not like there's anything that's deterring them from their normal routine as a Syracuse team yeah I think and then, when, and when then Jack Salt it yeah, wasn't salt, a good song yeah, game either yeah. I mean like yeah sure he can d- defend Chukwu but how many touches is Chukwu actually getting right right he's a he's a glass cleaner if anything Chukwu and um, he's a screener so and how many screens are you setting against the Syracuse zone not many yeah I think that Salt when Salt and Clark left the game I think that uh, UVA went on a 27 to 5 run, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, concluding with about three minutes left in the game when they put in the walk ons. <laughs> um, so, yeah, an impressive showing from UVA, no doubt. I, I think if you were to put that game in front of me again, I would still bet Syracuse plus seven. Uh, but, you know, what, well, whatever. That, that game totally That's how I feel about North them. Carolina and Clemson still. I'd yeah. still do it. Yeah, I, yeah. At three and a half. And, you know, if Kenny Williams just gets fouled, maybe, you know, I come through on that three and a half instead of throwing the ball up in the air towards the baseline. Thanks, mm-hmm. Kenny. <laughs> Thanks for, you know, not hitting a three in the game and um, missing a free throw when it mattered and uh, throwing the ball up in the, at the end of the game. Yeah. But I'm happy for Mike. I really am. That his his uh, angle of the year came through. Yeah, the UNC Clemson game, I guess, yeah, if you Did want you to move watch on to that. The second half of that game. I, I'll be honest, um when I have you just when I'm invested you, in a game, it's hard for me to watch um large parts when of it. Um, UNC was up by seven with like two thirty left. I was a little bit worried for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that game was the game was all over the place. I mean, it was you know, Clemson would be up six six or eight, and then you know UNC would be up eight, and you know, it just it did feel like at points um, that the game was getting away from Clemson, mostly because of Cam Johnson. Uh, I thought I thought oh, he did a he great job, and I, I I really regret that I'm in a position where I actually have to say things like you know, if David Scara had played. 
Clemson would have won. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a, you sure about that, that? That's a place I never thought I'd be. Did you just uh, bash Scara and Amir Sims last podcast and Sims was incredible on I, Saturday? I know. Well, you know, I, I thought that, you know, David Scara has his faults, but defense is not one of them. I think he's an all ACC defender. And I thought he would have been a great matchup against Cam Johnson. And I think he would have limited Cam enough for Clemson to get the win. And unfortunately, Clemson's on the outside looking in now when it comes to March. You know, I, I think they're going to be okay. I, really I, I think they needed that win to get in. Uh, um, I mean, well, so first of we'll all, see. Cousins was in the house, which helped you. <laughs> oh, he dramatically. Was, he, did he call the game? Yes. I'm, oh, I mean, I know you blacked it out because you Mike, were... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed your call. Dude, was it a good call? Did he do a good job? Yeah. I mean, there was a great little nugget about how what Brad Brennell does when he's stressed out. He just watches game film. And um, I wonder if he's still watching game film right now as we're recording this Man. podcast. And, not, I, and I, watch most, I watch most games on mute, too, so I wouldn't even have known if Cousins was calling the game. Yeah, until you're a big fan was... of above the rim. Yeah, I do. I love the above the rim angles, and I you know, I wouldn't have noticed. I play music a lot when I watch games. Anyways, this is getting into my you're own You're like a poker player, things. you know, with the hoodie and the <laughs> earbuds in. He wears huge sunglasses, mirrored sunglasses while he watches yeah. the game. Yeah, I actually usually have to watch it with like a computer up too, so because I'm looking at stats and seeing if the play game's playing out how I think it is going to. Anyways, it's you're, a whole you're like it's a faking whole night, trying yeah. to play with your children at right. the same time, you know. <laughs> well, I, no, can see I, it. I seclude myself. If I'm doing something, I'm a hundred percent one way or the other. So I, I just totally disengage and leave whatever environment it would be. But anyways, is there um, any more to say about Virginia and Syracuse other than the most spectacular three point barrage we've seen all year? So here's the question I would ask you, because I'm, I'm always like looking for a takeaway other than just Virginia's good. Right. Right. In, in the first half, Virginia did look a little lost against the zone. Yeah. And you know, Mike was Lots texting. Of turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. And the pass to the high post was kind of always a little yeah, rushed, always a little sloppy. Syracuse, I mean, do you remember our conversation with Zach Bovair? And he said Syracuse will morph the zone depending on the matchup, and they said we're going to collapse on Hunter. And we you saw that immediately. So what did Virginia do? They planted Ty Drill in the high post a lot in the second half, and he had 14 assists for the game. That's incredible. That's an outstanding number. So let me throw this at you, okay? Hypothetical here, because we know Virginia's good. They're hot. They're, they're going places. Is there any cause for concern? I'm not saying there is, playing a little devil's advocate here, but you know, I agree with you, the points on the lineup stuff. Sometimes, yeah, there can be cause for concern. Salt's going to play a lot, and Clark's going to play a lot. Are you sure? Why play these lineups if they're going to have trouble? Well, is that is that a concern if you're a Virginia fan? That's when those lineups pop up when there is concern, and I'm harking back to what I told you last podcast. I mean, like the bailout lineup comes in, but it's not necessarily the we have a lead and we're going to play with this lead. The the lead lineup is different from the we need points lineup. You follow me? Yes. So there's no guarantee that that's going to be replicated on a regular basis in March. It's it's your ground game versus your uh, air game. I mean, if this team is up by six in a random tournament game, I see no reason why uh, Bennett would more from that but if they're down six i could absolutely see that happening i get a teeny bit nervous i will admit when i see tony bennett throw some lineups out there because i feel like he has a mentality sometimes maybe i'm totally projecting to defend the lead my own anxiety i understand that yeah and i think he thinks it's like this is my system i will not deviate it's kind of like a big flex to be like you know we're never we're not going to change and i know that they do he does change and they do change is there something to that feeling, or am I just like having panic attacks? I think attacks? so. It's just, I think it depends on the lead. If there's a lead, then you're going to be a stalwart. If not, then you're going to morph. That's what I've seen thus far in this season. I think there's plenty of evidence to back that up. Mm. Well, I'll play devil's advocate for you. I think um, we're all playing devil's what's, advocate. What's the opposite? No, UVA is unbeatable. National champion. <laughs> give, them, give them the rings. Do they get rings Stop in college? It. Doesn't no. matter. They're national See, champions. Mike, Keanu Reeves, devil's advocate, underrated movie. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Keanu think Reeves you, is not a movie. <laughs> oh, devil's really, advocate. Yeah. Let me <laughs> ask you a question. Can you really say that about any team in the last five years? I mean, we, we were saying that about Kentucky in 2015. Yeah. And uh, did we say that about Villanova last year? I don't know if anybody was on that bandwagon. I think once the tournament started and the second weekend came around, people were on the Villanova's not going to be beaten train, mm, but it didn't right. start pre-tournament. Nobody right. was getting Villanova tattoos, you know, 
in the first they, week. I mean, look, they did open as the favorites. I mean, I remember they were like three or four to one or whatever, which, you know, that whatever. Was after but, the, that was after the Hunter entry, though. Uh, no. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, by the time I got to Vegas, that injury had already happened. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, but see, that was all based on Villanova's offensive prowess last year. I mean, they they couldn't be beat offensively this year. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Everybody, everybody, obviously saw what happened tonight with UVA Syracuse, and I don't know. Right now, they're they're my favorite, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. They do they struggle in March? I don't know. I think they'll be they'll be fine. Get ready for all those talking points. <laughs> They'll be fine. I love it. They're going to put it like UMBC. They're going to put in Michigan State in their bracket. They're going to put it just load it up. I, I could see Kentucky being the two seed. I'm bracket. oddly not as in as you are right now. Yeah, and I really? don't even know if I believe you. Dude, I'm I'm all in. I said I think they were my pick to win the national championship la- at the very first podcast we did this year, and I still believe. But you pick against them like every week. So I do. I, I, this is so weird. This is like bizarre world. Mike cheering on UVA while Luke has questions. Yeah, I don't usually know what's going I make on. a killing on going against UVA, and not this year. Okay. Hmm. Where do we go from here? Let's I'm go a to tomorrow slash tonight's game. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to this on a Tuesday. So Florida State. Virginia Tech, huge game concerning double buy implications. My takes, you know, can we trust VT on the road? Number one. Secondly, Florida State, their home record, oddly incredible. They've only lost to Duke this year. I mean, they haven't looked spectacular, but they've been able to pull these games out, especially in the second half. They've had a lot of deficits, but they've overcome them. So, I laid to Florida State last podcast. Mike was on VT. Have we changed at all? I'm going to stick with Florida State for now, but you guys, I mean, convince me otherwise. Ooh, lots of layers there. You, The very first thing you mentioned, the, the fact that this game is for the double bye in the ACC tournament might be the most important. Huge. I also worry more about VT on the road than Florida State's home record. I think Florida State's home record is a little bit deceptive. They've had a pretty easy path at home. Like, Who were the great teams they played at home this year? They have not played um, Virginia at home. They have not played UNC at home. And they're about to play Virginia Tech at home. They did play Duke at home. That's the only really stalwart they played in their building. The Donald L. Tucker Center. <laughs> I think last I think last week I was picking Virginia Tech. Or I was all on board in this game. I've kind of switched over to Florida State. I will quickly tell you the two reasons why. Okay. I, I zero in on one thing on the offensive-defensive matchup for each team. When Virginia Tech has the ball, they are have one of the highest assist rates in the country, if you look at their numbers. And that means the highest percentage of their points come off of assists, not ISO or um, you know individual dribble drives, that sort of thing. Right. They're a hot potato team. Right. It, they don't hold the ball. I would say they're like a thing of beauty, some sort of flowing, you know, amorphous offense. Right. Nobody gets into the perfect. corner like Virginia Tech. They're the best team in the country right. in getting it to the corner. Like the character in the abyss. That's that's how they are offensively. Have not seen that movie. And anyway, <laughs> Florida State, if you look at their defense, has one of the lowest assist rates in the country for opposing offenses, which tells me that they want to make they do not want to let you pass around them and get open looks from passing. They force you to beat them off the dribble, off the bounce, one on one, you know, ISO kind of ball and you know, shoot contested shots against their really athletic man def- defense. And I think that's gonna be a huge contrast styles, huge matchup. On the flip side, when Florida State has the ball, they turn the ball over way too much. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Even, you know, they're a team of wings, minus David Nichols, who has his own turnover problems. Uh, Virginia Tech has been forcing a lot of turnovers. It's their new defensive identity. Justin Robinson's out. He's a big part of that. Can they get the turnovers on the defensive end? Can they you know, limit those opportunities? I kind of like Florida State. I think that their defensive strengths transfer more to negate. Florida State minus four. I'm planting that in your head. You're going you to have to come back to this. It's Inception. You have, we're throwing out a lot of movie references here today. But <laughs> Luke, you have an Inception to me, I guess. I don't know. So I kind of, I'm leaning Florida State here in this matchup. Well, you know, that's the only real game this midweek, so we don't have to pay attention to too many of these matches. We're not talking Wake Forest Duke. We're not talking Carolina BC. We're definitely not talking Pitt Miami. And then as the week progresses, NC State should take care of Georgia Tech at home, I presume. Clemson, Notre Dame. Yes, if Clemson loses, they're probably out. Can we agree on that? Definitely out. I would agree. I would also say that if uh, NC State loses to Georgia Tech, which I think is a real possibility, really? NC State also. Tell me out. more. I mean, I. 
And let me let me finish first with what you were saying with the Florida State Virginia Tech game. You guys both picked it, Luke. It sounds like you are on Florida State. Well, uh, we haven't officially on picked. It. Yeah, I'm on Florida oh, State. this is an official. Okay. This is, uh, it's Inception. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I I want to say that Virginia Tech's success recently has all come down to Kerry Blackshear, right? I mean, I think he's averaging what twenty five a game over his past seven, eight. Um, you know, so. I don't I don't really see him going off against Kumaji and Cobangeli. You know, I, I see Cobangeli really? in particular giving him some problems. Um What about Outlaw and the rest of their guns on the perimeter? Uh, those those are their perimeter guns, you know. I, I don't think I, I don't see anybody needing to help on Blackshear. <laughs> you know, I, I don't see I don't mm. see Cobangeli not being able to cover him one on one. I don't see Kumaji not being able to cover him one on one. You know, I don't see Blackshear pulling them away from the basket. You know, so I, I don't think if if you're not going to help on Blackshear, then I think everybody else is going to be fine on the perimeter. Um, that's just my thought. You know, Cobb and Gelly could get into foul trouble. Um, but anyways, I, I if we're not officially picking now, that's my main concern. So if I'm VT a Virginia was, Tech fan, VT was off on Saturday, so there's a case to be made that maybe the Alexander Walker resurgence might be at hand. There's a case for that. Mm. I mean, the slump might be over. So that's that's the case for Virginia Tech in my mind. I, I agree with your Blackshear points. I th- think those are very solid. But Looking ahead, Virginia Tech is projected as a four seed in the NCAA tournament right now. And uh, that they're not, I don't think Florida State get... is a five seed. So if, you know, I don't potentially think this hold. is the game for flipping. Uh, yeah. Tech reeks of a five seed this year for me. Do you think Florida State gets higher or lower than a five seed? Oh, you're talking about the NCAA tournament? Yes, yes Higher. correct. Okay. Higher. They had a good non-conference. Would they lose one game? Yeah. They're good. They're a good non-con team. They actually played some people, too, as opposed to NC State, who just hit under a rock until ACC play started. That's <laughs> freaking embarrassing. Were they 330-something in the country? Quick hits non-con? on NC State. Oh. Uh, Torin Dorn's an NBA player. Markel Johnson. Can never do too much, and C.J. Bryce is lost in the wind. We those, oddly those are my three takes. We oddly <laughs> believe in this team, despite the fact that they're not good on the road. Mm, but right. I just think that going against maybe a Big Twelve school who does dumb stuff on a regular basis, yeah. if they get matched up on that, they they could be fine. Right, right, yeah. I I could see them beating like Texas, and you also know? they have a little bit of the Syracuse syndrome, where even if they're playing against a great defensive team, like Doran can hit. Wild long twos and some contested threes. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Markel Johnson could do the same thing. And you know, maybe um, Walker gets on the glass. So I can see a formula, even if they're playing a good defensive team. I'd actually rather them play a good defensive team than a great offensive team. Mm. Yeah, you maybe put them in against like a Lipscomb or something like that. Somebody <laughs> that really slows it down. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I think NC State is built for a tournament for sure. They're like an AAU team that's like it's a going to a Nike camp. Yes. I, mean. I was about to say weird team to scout. What do you say? Like all these guys are individually talented. They're going to take some really inefficient shots. But should you let them take like long yeah. twos? Because when they make them, no, I don't know. And yeah, be th- careful because DJ Funderburk will gobble up every offensive rebound he sees and uh, also give you some fits offensively. I there. also like them in like a 10 7 or a 9 8 compared to them being a favorite. I, I mean, I don't think I, they're going to be a favorite, but I, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. I don't like them as an underdog. Hmm. Mm. You like so, him as a, as a favorite. I'm worried about them as an underdog because I don't think they've been able to get any good um, notches in the belt this year. Like, what's the notch in the yeah. NC State belt this year? Auburn, not really. We talked about this last pod. Syracuse, mm. maybe. No, not mm. really. That's a notch. We're not. Penn they're not going to tell this to future generations about yeah. the Syracuse win. <laughs> it's it's got to be. <laughs> I'm imagining that right now, and it seems delightful. It's got to be the only the only win that matters, right? The Auburn win. Penn State. Yeah, the Auburn win is the only one well, that, that matters. Well, that was before right Penn now. State was Penn State. <laughs> yeah. It counts. I'm telling you, this is, let me give you a little preview of what you're going to see in the NCAA tournament. Um, Seton Hall squeaks in as a nine seed. NC State is your eight seed. You get a rematch of last year's NCAA tournament when they just when NC State absolutely got throttled by Seton Hall. Yeah, Greg so, Peterson really got me on that one. From, he got me on every eight nine last year. Oh, last year! Shout out to him. Yeah, man, Greg is hot right now, man. If you if you check out Greg, I think he's he's doing big time work over there at Vison. So if you guys what happens though when Manhattan and Quinnipiac are not playing there? 
So are you I guys? Hope for the best dude, one, I, I heard Greg Peterson talk for ten minutes about Pacific. Like you know, I mean, the, the guys out God there really him. putting it out there. Are we? So are we saying that you think NC State will be out of the tournament? No, I. I think if they lose to Georgia Tech, they will be out of the tournament. And yes. you think there's potential for that? So potentially out. I, I think there is potential for that. I think that the the UVA for Georgia Tech game, I think, was the best game that uh, UVA has played all year. So I think oh, it, that's so not it's true. maybe skewing you a little bit. Well, let me tell. Let me put it to you this way: efficiency wise, it was the best UVA's offense has played. Uh, or I guess the best any offense has played against Georgia Tech all year. So this is a pretty strong defensive team. So I yeah, think, but I mean Virginia, as I told you prior to tonight's affair, is a zone buster. Oh, is a zone buster. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I really do think they're sure. a zone buster. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that they they have what it takes to bust the zone. Sure. Did you watch any PC <laughs> and GT? Because I yeah. I did, yeah, and I, I regret I those did. hours of uh, no those <laughs> minutes of my life. I stopped at halftime, and I was like, I'm done with this. But the, you mean when the Nick Popovich game is that what you're gonna call it? You know, I love it after Kai Bowman drops 25 and you know absolutely shakes the confidence of every Louisville Cardinal fan in America. He comes out and you know doesn't have a great game, but they still have enough with Nick Popovich out there throwing up little baby hooks and getting offensive rebounds to beat Georgia Tech. Um, or, I'm sorry, to lose to Georgia Tech and make it competitive. I thought they were going to win it in the fourth quarter. Let's talk about who's in and who's out. Absolutely. ACC projected eight seeds right now per the experts. Clemson on the outside looking in after that loss to Carolina. I still think they could play themselves into the tournament. I think especially with a good ACC tournament uh, you know, run, they could do really well. And close losses like Clemson just had if against North Carolina. If they drop the Notre Dame game, it's it. That's a hammer. It's over. No questions asked. NC State right now is still looking okay, and they have an easy schedule, I believe, down the stretch. Am I mistaken? I think they're, they're going to yes. finish up very well. Georgia Tech. Here's Let me give you a quick rundown of these Well, Mike's, Mike's skeptical about that, but it's okay. They got GT and BC, so winnable games. Very winnable. If they win those two, they're in. Yes. Planted in. Now, That's Clemson would be the other team who's teetering, and then other than that, there's nobody else. Everybody else is in. Everybody else is out. No discussion. Here, so that solves that problem. Here's the rundown of projected seeds right now. Virginia and Duke, one seeds. North Carolina, two seed. Virginia Tech and Florida State, depending on who you look at, I'm using Bracket Matrix, which compiles a bunch of bracket projections, both projected as a four seed. Here's a question for you. Question of the pod. Sure. Carolina, Virginia, ACC tournament title. Is Carolina a one seed? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing that nobody's talking about. I think Carolina is the one that gets the They're one seed They're number three in the country UVA. right now. Duke is number four. So yeah. at least there's a conglomerate of writers who are in on the heels. Yeah. You and you have it. to think that reflects a little bit with the committee. I That's what I presume, but I, I don't know. Yeah, if they, if they sweep Duke in the regular season and they come out and they win the ACC tournament, well, then obviously they are. You gotta, you, if they lose to. the Duke game and get to the finals, what happens? And they lose in the finals of the ACC so they tournament. Get, so that would mean they go 2-1 and one against Duke if they get to the finals, even if they lose in Chapel Hill. I still think Ooh, they're on the one line. Good point. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And That's I'm, the biggest conundrum if that happens. It's really who else is going to be the, uh, the other one. So I think Gonzaga is going to be your number one overall. For sure. I think. No, I don't think so. I think I Virginia, think Virginia will be overall. your number two overall. I think that the committee has become more accustomed to quality road wins, the quadrants, that they're not going to put Gonzaga on the number one overall line. Even if they do, it doesn't matter because they're going to be in the West. Yeah, see, I just think I think Virginia will lose a game, whether it's to Louisville at the regular season finale or in the ACC tournament um, between now and, anyways, when the brackets yeah, come out. But, I, I could see them losing and I think the that I don't think they're going to lose to Louisville. I think they're, they know how to play that team. But that's we're not going to talk about that. However, how about this scenario? Carolina wins and sweeps Duke in the regular season and Duke... Gets to the ACC title game. What happens then? See, I think that that's your road to three ACC one seeds. That's probably the road. I mean, because Duke Tennessee get... has to lose. Even then, but... I don't think they would get. Tennessee's been. I, I think if Tennessee wins know, out, that man. they're probably a one. They're not going to win out. Why it, not? It helped that they you think beat Tennessee's Kentucky win by like Why twenty not? points. They could. They could win and out. Win the SEC if Carolina title. can win out, Tennessee can win out. You think? Tennessee's going to win the SEC title and win out. They could. 
Do I think they will? I don't know, but they could. I, I haven't looked at their schedule, so I can't comment on that. No, they only have one or two games left. Do I, they I have LSU remaining? Uh, no. Okay. So they, they already got that tiebreaker. That's yes. nice for them. Yeah, yeah. LSU, uh, the team that nobody likes. Nobody. <laughs> well, it's because nobody, nobody likes, likes Will Wade. Everybody considers Will Wade a scumbag um, and well, a liar. they're not wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason nobody likes LSU. Tennessee okay. has Mississippi State and Auburn as their final two regular season games. That ain't easy. Auburn no. on the road. Mississippi no. State is not a yeah. – I mean, I know Tennessee's been tremendous at home. What are they, one loss at home? Or none. No, none. they're undefeated. None. But still, I mean, it's not a gimme. And they haven't been cover monsters either. So I don't know if that plays into the equation, but at it the same should. time, it, it, it does. Should. A little when bit. they're looking at seating, they need to be looking at ATS records. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. The, the voice of reason. The one thing that sticks with me about Tennessee is sitting on the couch watching them about halfway through the season. You know, I don't know, in like December sometime or January, and Mike saying, no one really thinks Tennessee's a one one seed, right? Nobody really <laughs> takes that seriously. Well, I have a nice little subplot about Tennessee, Kentucky, the series this year. I have both mentioned to my friends during each of these contests. You know, why don't we just? You know, why not just take the road team in the money line? It's like plus one fifty, right? Mm, right. I did that. Right. You know, and I, I was on that angle twice, and you know what happened both times? It was just shoved right in my face. Blowouts yeah. right back at you, baby. <laughs> So yeah, I, have those no, games, I don't have feel for those that. games were blowouts on both ends. Yeah, that was that was not good. Anyway, um, so we've solved the who's in, who's out. I mean, it's all about NC State, Clemson. There's really not anything else to discuss here. Let's go to big picture. Other conferences who were buying, who were selling. The Big East was once again suspect and wonky. Marquette losing at home to creighton like what was that i, I mean mike can go yeah that rant. came that but came also, out of nowhere but before we do that let's go to a little bit of a, a ballot about the teams who we've discussed a lot and that's why people like this in the acc in the cellar i think we should go to a ballot <laughs> well this is our our ado <laughs> our ado to the wake forest the passners the um popoviches of this league yeah, yeah, Let's you're right. You know what? This is this is actually you're right. This is a fitting moment. Um, this is us saying goodbye to to those teams that are no longer going to be with us in the ACC for the rest of the year. I mean, these are what I'm tentatively calling the not relevant teams: the Miami, the Pitt, the Wake Forest. You'll no longer be discussed on the ACC Basketball Degenerate Podcast. However, we will we will keep around the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, no, Boston College, that. and Georgia Tech because they are what I'm terming the disruptors. They can keep you out of getting a bid. Um, but for the Miami Pitt Wake Forest team, I do have I do have a little song prepared. The do you, need, do you need background music or are you gonna no 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 I, acapella please? Um, and this is a song I sing to my uh, daughter before I put her to bed every night. So when she's 18, I'll tell her to listen to episode 21 of season five so here we go <clears throat> day is done gone the sun from the lakes to the hills and the sky all is well safe we went god is nigh fiend Thank you. Good night. Good night, uh, that was Miami, you Pitt, some... and Wake Forest. Yeah, that wow. sounded like Pippin singing to Denethor to throw back the, the Lord of the Rings reference about the steward. It. They're asleep. They're yeah, asleep. There, there's that a was... steward chomping on the uh, the you know the blood or the grapes yeah. like we mentioned earlier in the year. Or like Oliver the Musical. Right. One Just... of the two. One of the two. So, oh. anyways, we don't speak their names anymore. Um, that was beautiful. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it was it was a stretch, but uh, you know what can I say? I'm reaching. It's March. You're um, an artist. <laughs> but let's talk about teams that do matter. In, in particular, I mean, I know we already talked about UVA, but let's let's talk about UNC right now. Let's talk about. I mean, North Carolina. The, what what a surge they've been on. What what a month they've had. Really, past almost six or seven weeks with the exception of losing to Virginia. I mean, they, they've been the best team in the ACC, obviously the huge win against Clemson on the road. Um, you know, I think that was maybe that a huge win though. It, it was, I thought, I thought it was a huge win for to go on the road, 
beat a Clemson team that I'm sure they felt needed that win in order to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, without Huckleberry in the second half. So oh, poor Huckleberry. They also had man. a seven. I felt like they were dictating that game. I know that you were all on the Clemson train, and congratulations, yeah. you did great with that. Thank you. But, I mean, Carolina with, a, I think, a seven-point lead with about three minutes left. I, I just felt they were – I never had a doubt that they were going to lose that game. Okay. Even yeah. if it went to overtime, I still felt good about that. You still felt good about it. Yeah, I mean – I, I get that, and I think that that's a testament to how well UNC is playing. I mean, I, I thought that was a good matchup for Clemson and a good spot for them to get a win. And I, UNC, the fact that they still won that game and still looked pretty convincing doing it, um, even though the game almost got away there at the end, I think is a testament to how well they're playing. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, Luke May, I think people have talked about being disappointing this year. I think He's that, been fine. You know, he, he's fine. You know, he's not an All-American, but he's fine. But it's really Cam Johnson, right? I mean, Cam Johnson, the sniper, shooting 48% from three. And then subtly, you know, kind of without a lot of people talking about it, Nasir Little kind of being brought back into right. the fold. I'm going to go against this for a second. You don't, you don't like Nasir Little. He can shoot free throws, but other than that, I'm just left a little bit uh, Taylor, where do you stand? Here? I agree with you, which is crazy. But I, so one of, I was listening to uh, Jordan Sperber, who we've had on our podcast, great guy. I was listening to his podcast, which everybody should check out if you're really into like analytics and stuff called Solving Basketball. And mm. it really hit home for me when he was talking about UNC that they are a system team. You know, Roy runs a system and little for all his talent rogue. doesn't really fit into the system. And then he's, They've tried running some stuff specifically for him, but he's kind of like he's like a wing, right? F- built for like modern NBA, maybe, but he, but can't, he can't really shoot. shoot. So he doesn't really have the position. He can't be like that traditional Carolina big. He can't be a Carolina guard. He's kind of a tweener. Yeah, he doesn't work in the high low right. game, and, the and, traditional high low game for North Carolina. Right. And when they try to work like things for him, it turns into like a an off balance. Yeah, it messes everything 15 up. Fifteen footer, He's which like, is not ideal yeah. if you're Carolina. You want a Cam three. You want to even Luke May three. Even a Kobe White three above a Nasir Little off the bounce right. sixteen there's, footer. There's no spacing in that offense for him, like running, driving straight down the middle of the lane. And while while he has all the talent in the world, I still think that's why you see his like usage rate still like kind of low. I don't think. Lower than we would have expected. I don't. I kind of agree with Luke. I, I think he's out of place there. But I think as much as I say that about him, I agree with you. The rest of their team has been really impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, so those were all good points about Nasir. Provide value defending, though. Yeah, I was about to say. I yeah. mean, you know, I I was I've I don't know if you guys have read Dennis Rodman's biography. Um, it's really it's I a life changer. But now you got um, me. You know, I would highly recommend it. You know, you can skip over the Madonna chapters. They're, they're a bit of I'm a stretch. Skipping right what to about the Madonna. Carmen Electra chapter? <laughs> but is there a Carmen chapter? <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't remember that. I maybe there's a North Korea chapter. They were saying about the Kim Jong. Yeah, maybe Ood, he's was it Ood that But you know, he's just a little kid, man. He's like a kid. He's got these. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he did. He's got these famous kind of themes throughout, which is, um, you know, that anyone can defend. That, that defense and rebounding is more about effort and that any athleticism you can add on to that it can can make you great. So I, and they talk about how at one point he um, you know realized that he was never going to have the skill set to be a hyper dynamic offensive player. So he said, if I want to achieve greatness, I'm just going to fully commit to rebounding and defense. Is Dennis Rodman eighth grade me? Because this sounds <laughs> eerily familiar. And, and I and I say that to only say that you know I feel like if Nasir Little took the rest of this year and just said, you know what. This is my game. This is who I'm going to be for this team. I feel like he could be a transformative player for North Carolina, and I I think you saw glimpses of that um, at points this year. I think I think that overall he's been actually somewhat average defensively, but I think more and more oh, recently really? he's he's been um, he's been a better defender. I think in the post, and I think. I think that he just has the ability to be special for them. But, you know, Cam Johnson, Luke May kind of being okay, and then just Kobe White being absolutely incredible in 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 both the primary and secondary break and limiting his overall turnovers recently. Mike, I I'm think glad that changed, you and I are the captain and the first mate of that ship. 
Uh, of the UNC chip? No, the Kobe White oh, chip. Oh, the Kobe White? Yeah, if we go back to uh, episode one of this year, yeah. it's you and I talking about Kobe White. Who's and, the captain? Who's the first mate? I'll be the first mate, even though I think I brought it up. But you can be I'll, the I'll, I'll give you the captain. No, you, the very first no, no, thing you, you said it. in that episode was, I want to talk about Kobe White <laughs> for for just long periods of time. And yeah, he, he's been incredible, even though his shot has actually struggled a bit recently um he's still in total control he's so good at finishing through contact over smaller guards that it's it's very valuable Strong. when they need a basket that's Strong enough on carolina balanced. i think they're very underrated defensively and that's my last point of them i think we should just mention garrison brooks we've talked about him before yeah huge if you look at their actual efficient efficiency numbers he's the second most efficient player on their team after cam johnson and he's in the back half of the season he's playing more minutes it's added a lot to their team, and when he gets into foul trouble, it, I think UNC sees a big difference. Hmm. I like, and plus, he get, again, he fulfills that traditional North Carolina role, that North Carolina big that they need. I know, and I'm completely having a memory lapse on who he is. Isaiah Hicks. Bingo. Thank you, Taylor. You're what? younger than me in memory. <laughs> Those two are a stellar example of a dual Carolina big system. Just Great tandem. Mm-hmm. Bryce Johnson the year before also, maybe, with Meeks. Let's go to Duke, guys. We have not discussed this team enough, but I'm actually okay with it. I, I feel like they've actually been waiting around for the ACC tournament in this stretch run. Sure, you get the VT loss, not the end of the world. You mop up Miami. You're going to mop up Wake. Who cares if you lose the Carolina finale? I don't know if Zion's going to be available. I think he will be. But even if they lose that game and they make the tournament final, they're going to be a one seed. So that means they would defeat Carolina. I mean, if Virginia doesn't slip up against Louisville. Mike has other ideas about this. But if they make the <coughs> tournament final, then they're in They're in as a one seed. Mm. Probably in the South. Maybe if they win the tournament, maybe they're the East. But I don't know. Mm. I buy it. Mm. I don't know. I I see them as a two seed. I honestly think they're going to lose to North Carolina, and I yeah maybe they lose in the final or whatever. But if they um, lose in the final, that means they get a Carolina win in in route. Yeah. Yes. Probably. Yeah. That would be how it work because they would be the th- three seed, and then they would take out Carolina, who would be the two seed, and somewhere in that ACC tournament. Um, still, I. I see Duke. I think they're going to fall to the two line, and I think they're going to be paired against Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to be just great for them. Tennessee is going to be the last one seed. It's going to be like the most physical, like manliest game you've ever seen. It's going to be Admiral Schofield covering Zion Williamson. I'm going to love every second of it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. You know, in in terms of who Duke is right now, I mean, I I don't know. You know, obviously they're they're a poor shooting team. You know, when you think about how they shoot the basketball, they're actually worse than Syracuse. You know, just think about that when you think about Duke. Just say, hey, man, doesn't Syracuse suck at shooting the ball? Man, Duke is worse. And you, we should specifically say three-point shooting. Yeah, yes, yeah. And Which we've been saying this since day one. They, they are terrible. They're Thank terrible. God for the law of averages. I'll say this about Duke. You know, everyone was going on the rant of, this is going to be a good period for Duke where they can find their role players. You know what? The role players really haven't shown up. Maybe Alex O'Connell's the only one who I could single out mm-hmm. as being a role player who's played pretty well in this stretch. But other than that, I, I mean, I don't think they've found much in this lull without Williamson. Right, yeah. I mean, they're just desperately trying to build up Jack White's confidence, too. I think, you know, when he hit the three to break his streak of 27 straight missed threes, you know, I think everybody just <laughs> went, everybody went nuts, like disproportionately nuts um, for that. I mean, R.J. Barrett has been uh, incredible, though. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but did you ever doubt he was going to be incredible? I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I saw the inefficiency earlier in the year, but it, yeah, I think he's really, I think he's proved himself very well here over the past month um you know i i don't know i i've loved watching him play recently and i did not love watching him play in the beginning of the year kind of quietly incredible because he's been overshadowed by everything going on with zion i right. think if zion comes back for their final game against north carolina there's no way they lose that game wow. i think i think they're definitely winning that game even in chapel hill wow really yes absolutely dude nasir little's gonna lock him oh up. my god mcdonald's no all american game all over again no no the unc defense is great he's not gonna be on the floor enough to lock oh, yeah. him up. yeah and, and the unc one of their biggest strengths is that they 
don't let people get second chances. They're really not that great at like making the shots tough, contesting shots. Duke's going to score. The offensive rebounding, you can't really limit them that much. I mean, I, I, when Zion, if Zion comes back, I'm saying, I, I think they're going to beat UNC, no problem. UNC is going to have to shoot the three ball well because I don't think they're going to get much of the rim with a fully loaded Duke team. Yeah, I mean, that that is where they've missed Zion the most has been defensively. I I didn't realize I think personally how much Zion meant to them defensively, and I think I heard it on a CBS basketball podcast recently that he was averaging two point four, two point five steals a game. I mean, I wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar. He's like a Trey Jones level steals. I mean, you associate him with the block shots and the physicality, the defensive rebounding, but I mean, you know, he just he meant so much to them. Top 20 steal percentage in the nation. 4.2. Yeah. 4.2? Man, mm. those are big. I mean, and the thing is, they're big boy guard numbers. Coach K has already shown that he can change his approach in the two Virginia games. He changed his approach completely for each one. Mm-hmm. I think they can change it again, plus they get Zion coming back. They have scouted Carolina. They know Roy's going to run the same system. I, there's a little more element of surprise with Duke. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but I just think they don't lose. Hmm. That's a good look at uh, a preview, a pre-preview of our Saturday A pre-preview. Now, let's go elsewhere. Let's go to other conferences. Let's talk about the Big Ten. Let's. I think that many people would tell you this is their pick for the strongest conference out there. It's the biggest up-for-grabs conference in the tournament. It's going to be the most exciting tournament of all the above, and I'll say that with authority. Yeah, I think Guthrie made a great point. I still have Penn State as my Big Ten tournament champion, and I'm not wavering. 12 and 17 overall. Penn State. That's okay. I'm all right with that. They from, they, they got robbed. Did you I, see that foul? I did not. Well, don't worry about it. From top to But they to should bottom, have won at the Cole Center. That's all I'm saying. They are very strong. So, if you're going to mm-hmm. pick if you guys are going to pick a legitimate Big 10 team cuz I'm sticking with my Nittany Lion angle to win the Big 10 tournament, are you guys going to be Michigan State um horrors or are you going to give me another angle? Mm. Well, I, I would say that Michigan had one of the most impressive wins of the year just this past Sunday against Maryland on the road. Um, you know, everybody's talking about Xavier Simpson's uh, masterful hook game. Um, let me tell you some teams that are ruined in the Big Ten, some teams that you can uh, never look at the yeah, same Nebraska. again. Ohio State is one of them. Caleb Wesson, you know, suspended now um, indefinitely for violation of team rules, which seems to be a common theme in this uh 2019 college basketball season. I still think Iowa is dangerous. They're one of the best offensive teams in the country. They put up buckets, man. If you like NC State, you have to like Iowa. I mean, that's your equivalent in your Big Ten Conference. Maryland, I think, is still a good team. Unfortunately, you know, I just don't know where Anthony Cowan is recently. Um, You know, I think that they have the pieces to be a great team, um, but they're not really there. Um, I I'm in on Purdue. Let me say yeah. I'm adaptable because I shorted them so much in the non-conference. And, you know, that's where I come to life, boys, in the non-conference before anybody is looking at these games and before, before any lines are adjusted. That's when I, you know, make my keep on this podcast. That's the reason I'm here, really, besides from the hosting abilities. Mm-hmm. But now I've gone a complete 180 on uh, Purdue. I've done a little bit of a, not quite a 180 on Florida State, but I'm closer to that realm. But Purdue in general... I think they're playing tremendous basketball, and that would be my real pick to win the Big Ten tournament, but I'm sticking with Penn State, so you can't get me off that angle. I'm going to go to the grave with this. I'm sticking with Michigan. I think they can do it. Yeah. I I pick Michigan. Go Wolverines. No I mean, Michigan we'll know State a lot. Picks. They play Michigan State on Saturday, so we will know a lot then. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I loved what Michigan State did against Michigan, what was it, two weeks ago, but I don't see it happening again. Cassius Winston had an amazing performance. Um, you know, I don't think – if you're going to rely on the outside shooting of Kenny Goings to uh, bring, bring it home for your team, you know, I just – I don't like it. Too many injuries. Um I undervalue Nick Ward a little bit. I think, you know, I just, you know, Xavier Tillman can't do it all. So. Let me I ask you something, all right? Who is the ashen horse, not the dark horse? Is it Penn State or is it Indiana to win the Big Ten title? Oh. The ashen horse, I'm not the say, dark horse, the ashen horse. That's, that's a very, you I think, know, I think both of those are description. Very, both of those are very dark. <laughs> it's a biblical <laughs> reference. 
I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to go with Wisconsin. I think they're the ashen horse. Ah, they're a dark horse. They're not ashen. They're ashen. They're ashen. Well, they're going to be a, they're going to be a turd of a team. So an ashen horse is I, a non-tournament I say, team. I would say Indiana. I think they've oh, had so, oh, some of the- it has to be a non-tournament team. Sorry. Yeah. They, they've had some wins and, and games where they've been in the conversation with the big teams. And, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, people expected a lot more out of them. I like the way they play when they get hot. I think they can make things happen. They're, you can kind of feel maybe they would do that despite long strings of mm. multiple losses in a row. But yeah, I'll, I'll take Indiana. <laughs> Mike, let me explain this to you. I'm going to go with horse, Illinois, Illinois. A dark horse team would be like Maryland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maryland would be a dark horse team? Yeah, not an ashen horse. Oh, okay. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you got me. But Maryland's a dark horse? Yeah, because they're in the tournament, and they're, what, around fifth, fourth? Yeah, they were going for the double bye against Michigan. That's a dark horse. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go with Illinois, I guess, because I that's I a That's like a, I don't know, an air horse. Yeah. <laughs> Like not even Ash, but uh, kudos yeah, anyways, to you. I love that. I love that. I just put three ACC teams to bed that we won't talk about. But here we are talking about Big Ten teams that will like never, yeah. never get. It's in. a Brad Underwood team. You know, you never know, <laughs> dude. I, I tell you, Illinois is playing real well recently. They they've been covering like crazy. They're just a few turnovers away. Teams you trust in the Big Ten for the big dance? Go. Uh, I trust teams that are consistent. So I like Iowa, Michigan, and Maryland. You think Iowa's consistent? Yep. I do. Okay. They're consistently bad defensively. <laughs> I'd say that. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. That's fair. Okay. I Purdue, I also kind of love, but the thing that gets me is they are so reliant on Carson Edwards. I'm buying all your Purdue stock that you guys I know, had I w- I was really at a higher on price earlier in the beginning of the season, and I'm taking it back from you. The, the interesting thing is Carson Edwards, uh, his usage rate is what you usually see for like those mid-major teams who have like one guy. So just as an example... Carson Edwards takes a higher percentage of shots. There's so much more than Carson Edwards. More I, than I Mike Dom. I really disagree. Does for South Dakota State. I, I just think that's a, it's you can't ignore the fact that he's. I think their shooters so the much of their are, possession. are very important to this team. Oh, I'm not saying the other guys are bad. It's just it makes me worried when you have like one guy. What if what happens when you take away or he? They're also the ATS spread uh, team. So Michael yeah, they like they've been money against the spread, but they haven't played a top four team in the Big Ten in like a month and a half. So, you know, that's my only concern is that when they actually get to the Big Ten, they're actually going to have to play the brass of the Big Ten, i.e. Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan. Um, so, you know, so I, I would just like to see them play someone a little bit better than, you know, Illinois. Conference changeup, Big 12. There's no better team in the Big 12 than Texas Tech. That's my statement. You guys can buy it or sell it. Texas Tech is the only team outside of the ACC that can win the national championship. And it's not close. That's the only team. Ooh. Wow. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think Texas Tech is very good. I I don't know if I'm as sold. You don't think Gonzaga like can win the NCAA tournament? Nope. Welcome to the island. Nope. I'm glad to have you. Luke <laughs> Island now has Mike as a resident. No, I just don't think I don't no, I don't think that Gonzaga can win the national championship. I don't think so either. They can win the national championship. Okay. I'll just say that. I'll be the voice there of reason over here. They beat full strength Duke. That's their only good win. They I don't mean, have another good win. Gonzaga can't win a national championship. That that take is tired. Texas Tech that's is like destroying not, Texas. I don't know why we're not in on this right now. It's the second half, and it's 50-36. to 36. I love the Red Raiders and how they're playing right now. They're playing their best basketball of the entire year. They're excellent. They're an excellent team. And guess what? Guthrie has a future on Texas Tech. Really? It happened on uh, our little trip back in December. Oh, what, what kind of odds? Very good. I think one twenty five to one twenty five to one if I think if I remember. I don't think it's that good. For final four or for national no, championship. For national championship. No, yeah, he's gonna be able to oh, he's I, all in. He's yeah. got some pathways. I remember that. He showed me the sheet and asked me to circle a bunch. And Texas Tech was one of them. Didn't he have Iowa State as well as as a ludicrous? Yeah, uh, Iowa State is whatever direction that uh, Texas Tech is going in. Iowa State is going in the total opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on Iowa State. Ooh, um, yikes! They can't do they can't do anything right now. They they have no semblance well, of. I've synergy. gone back on my angle from last pod, which was no Big Twelve team will make the Elite Eight. I actually think Texas Tech is going to get there, so I, I will take that back. Yeah, they did they make it last year? 
I don't know if they no. made the Elite Eight or just the Sweet Sixteen. I remember no. they took out uh, took out Florida um, when nobody thought they could do <laughs> it. No, they did. They did make. Oh, the that's Elite a great Eight segue. SEC talk, guys. We finally arrived. Let's. Oh, let's go. Um, uh, am I the only LSU? Yeah, flag holder. Yeah, you're the only one. Well, you know what? I'm gonna keep <laughs> keep on that train. Will Wade. I, can't I don't like him. it. I feel dirty and I need to take two showers afterwards, but uh, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Who's your bag man? Is Guthrie your bag man? They uh, just win games, man. I mean, yeah, no, what they, am I they're, missing? they win they're games. Highly, they're highly talented. Um, they, they're, they're a great basketball team. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. They, they have, so, it, LSU strength to me is all about their bigs. I mean, I know that Tremont Waters is a, is a, you know, defining um, point guard you know he, he's able to score the basketball and also dish it while not turning it over but to me it's all to me it's all about their bigs how do you um, like LSU against a potential ACC matchup do you think they just clobber the boards and get after them in the interior and win that way I don't know if they, they can't do that against Duke they yeah. can't do that against North Carolina I don't think um, LSU should remind you of like a Louisville team from like two years ago that's, that's fair that's how that's exactly how LSU plays um, so to me that the the people that were always beating Louisville in those situations were teams like Virginia and teams like you know even North Carolina that had the the competent bigs to you know kind of outlast them on the glass um so yeah I mean I, I think that a team like Duke would struggle against LSU and I think a team like Syracuse would would fare pretty well. So how ready are we to pick against Auburn in round one of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> so so ready? I mean they can they find a big can the ACC loan them a big? It can just can if you loaned Auburn Diakite, you know, like they do in soccer and like Premier League soccer. If you yeah, did that, alone. if you did that to Auburn, they might be actually a Final Four team. But because they can't get Austin Wiley healthy, they don't have a big on the inside to actually hold it down. Anthony McLemore is a shadow of what he was last year before he broke his leg. Um, so I, I don't know. You just can't you can't rely on Harper and Brown to carry you with their size and. OKK has been great, but I mean, anyways, I I would sell on Auburn. I I just don't I don't see it. Who's the, the line of the SEC? Is it Ole Miss? It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. That is so no not doubt, true. They're no fifteen and fourteen. It. They're not even close. Arkansas. Not Arkansas the is the line. You're so wrong. They're the line. Ole Miss is too good to be the line. Kermit Davis is done a coach of the year in the NCAA. Well, fine. Is Alabama opinion. the line if you want to go lower? I was going to say, do you do you put Alabama and South Carolina above Arkansas or below Arkansas? I, above? Are you are you serious? I mean, I think technically Alabama is above them, but Arkansas to me, if if you're beating Arkansas on the road, you're very proud of that. Arkansas has no chance at making the NCAA tournament. Correct. Oh, Michael. oh, you think? Unless they win the SEC tournament. Are you gonna go ahead and go out on that limb right now? Because uh, uh, I mean, yeah. the bank of Luke is open. Um, you know, if you gave me twenty to one odds, I would I would put money on Arkansas to win the SEC tournament. Sure. No, I'm gonna think about that. Okay, I I can tell you that when they play Miami or when they play Alabama at home on the last game of the year, I'll definitely take uh, Arkansas. That's great. Congratulations. So there you go. The game for the line of the SEC. Let's go to the Big East, Taylor. Let's do it. Oh, the Big East. Marquette is the most dangerous team. They're a two-bid league. I only said that to make Mike angry because I know he thinks they only get one. (laughs) No, no, no. They get two. They get Villanova and Marquette. They'll get more than two. They'll probably get St. John's. And if they get Creighton, too, with that win, I I don't know. I'd be pretty disappointed. But um, anyways. St. John's has to beat Xavier in their last game, I think, to make the tournament. I mean, they, they'll probably get it, you're right, but they just lost to DePaul, and that is not a good it's not a good look. No, it's not a good look. St. John's non-conference was, is like toilet paper. You say St. John's non-con is yeah. like toilet paper? Their, their win over VCU is looking better and better as VCU season goes Settle on. Settle down. Okay. Calm Even, down. Hey, I tell you, it's hard to beat Rutgers on the road this year. They did beat Rutgers on the road. I mean, people. It's a good story because, like Shamori Ponds, everybody wants to see him in the tournament. They'll get in. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I definitely, they'll probably get in. I definitely think they'll get Does in. Does Villanova they're, they're make it seed. out of this first weekend? I don't think so. <sighs> I don't know. I, I it depends Vill- on matchups. The obviously, Villanova but. team is too hard for me to figure out right now. Just as I think I I know who they are, they they shift, they pivot on me. Phil Booth, uh, you know, recently his I. I 
I assume that he's tired. You know, he's just playing so many minutes, but um, I know he played well against Butler recently, but before that, he just had a string of terrible games. So I, I don't know. It's, what about the Georgetown case? Uh, you know, Georgetown has great wins, but they're not, they're not, they don't have the record for it. I mean, what do they have, like 16 wins? They got 18 so, and 11. That's good 18? enough. Yeah. 18 and 11 is good enough. I don't think they're going to make it. They close with, uh, if they get the Marquette win on the road, they're definitely in. And that's the last game of the season for them. So I, I would be really happy for Patrick Ewing if they got in. That's that's my take. They played them tough in the first game. They only lost by, I think, a possession. Mm. I think. 74-71. Oh, boom. That's pretty good. Good for you. I think... Thank you. I think if they beat DePaul and Marquette their last two games, even then it's going to be borderline. I don't know. DePaul's been a spoiler recently, so look out. It's on the road, too. Their last two are on the road. So that's a little bit troublesome for Georgetown, but who knows? I mean, I think that the committee will look at the Big East and say, who do we have to get in? We're going to get four teams in no matter what. We're getting in the the obvious two, and then St. John's will give you a bid, and there's going to be one more. So it's got to be Georgetown at this point. I don't know who else is the candidate. There isn't There isn't another one. I mean, you, you, do you well, not I think mean, Seton you Hall You and I are in agreement Yeah, Seton Hall will be in. Seton Hall's non-con was pretty great. They Seton a, Hall will be in. Yeah, they have the Kentucky win. They have the Maryland them. win. Yeah, you're right about that. So, so those, those are two really strong ones. They almost beat Louisville. All right, that's a nice wrap on our March Madness outlook. We're a couple weeks out. Let's man, pick games. so close. It's like two weeks, man. It's two weeks. Yeah, you're about to turn into a pumpkin in a yeah. good way. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> so we have the VT Florida State discussion. You guys know where I stand. Do I need to rehash some of my arguments? I'm in on Florida State minus four, mainly because I'm shorting Virginia Tech on the road. That's my thesis. Okay. You're FSU minus one? Minus, it's four now? Yeah. Minus four. We're going to call it four. Okay. Wow. Why? Uh, what did you think? I Didn't it open like at one or two? My question is, how does Kamaji play in this game? That's the only uh, little quirk for Florida State. I think Blackshear can is a bad matchup for Kamaji. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. How does he play in this game? Yeah, I don't think he plays very much at all. But I don't think it matters. I mean, Florida State's so big. It, you know, you don't you don't need more size. If I, most important question is: Is Kamaji one of those guys that can dunk it and then he stands on the ground and holds the rim after dunking it? Because I've noticed that's a mm. theme now with seven foot three plus players. Taco Fall. Yeah, Taco we, Fall we is have one a of special them. Segment. The guy that got this? traded from the Clippers, Bogdan Mignanovic or whatever. Is Do you like one. Florida State's pressure defense against a team who shoots the three ball, or do you think Virginia Tech moves them around enough to get open threes? Uh, do you think they overplay and Virginia Tech can find open threes, or do you think that they're up in their face enough that VT is going to have to attack the basket, which I think is a that, bad formula in the end for the Hokies. That is a the perfect encapsulation of how I see that matchup. Breaking down, that's the important well, where question. Where do you stand? You're making me question everything I believe weekly. I'm sorry. But in this one, I'm going to pick and hope that Florida State runs them off the line. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's... No, Virginia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> no reason Virginia whatsoever. Tech. Probably, no, you're probably right, but I'm Mike's like, State. I'm just going to go against Tech, you clowns because you guys can't pick a game to yep. save your lives. Virginia Tech. And, and I understand that sentiment. Too many too many turnovers for Florida State. Although and, I did save you from Syracuse today. so Right. I did want them in the first half, though. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You were asking about the game line. What else do we have, Taylor, on the agenda for games this week? Quickly, not a lot of discussion. On Tuesday also, UNC minus 12 at Boston College. Are they a spoiler? Boston College. Absolutely. They are still the line in the ACC. I like Boston College to cover for Where's the sure. Game? It's at Boston College. Mm. 12 points. <sighs> Kai Bowman versus Kobe White. I'm matchup not, of the year. I can't take this BC team. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, we just I'm talked about how great UNC is. Give me BC. All right. I'll, I'll go on the slim. Special out-of-conference pick here. Also on Tuesday, Kentucky, Ole Miss. Huge game for for the Kermit Davises of Ole Miss. They're getting four points. They say win and you're in. What do you what do you the think? The game is in Oxford, Mississippi. Kentucky yeah. rebounds, coming off a loss. I like UK. All right. I hate going all these favorites, but whatever. So Ooh, be it. What about you, Taylor? Ole Miss has been sneaky good at home. I like it. Give me Ole Miss. Man. Except no the way. Iowa Give me State Kentucky. Game. <laughs> 
You got to go with the cats. When's that game? No, if Hero continues to play Hero Ball, you've got to get off the cats. Man, he got chewed out. Did you see that? Yeah, Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I thought Cal Pari was going to get a little physical with him. (laughs) Yeah. Penn State style. Did you hear the post game with Cal Pari too? They asked him what he said to him or why he yelled at him. He said, well, I mean, how many times can you tell him? You can tell him once. You can tell him twice. You can tell him three times real nice. Fourth time, you can be real sweet. By the fifth time, you just got to get in his face and you got to make sure he hears you. You watch that post game. Are your children being raised right now? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say. I listened to the post game. Look, the closer I get to tournament time, the more I start engaging with like fan-led podcasts like i can't listen to like the cbs eyes on national podcasts i can't listen to the espn like overall national things but you get me into like some very deep fan service podcasts these dude, these guys like live and breathe that stuff they're like five now just one one guy in his bedroom talking about like shamanade or that's why you know why you know my uva concerns now after this little session right here so it's valuable Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. What All right, else? on Wednesday, Clemson, two-point favorites at Notre Dame. This is where the bottom falls out for Clemson. You, you don't just walk into Notre Dame and win that game. Notre Dame spoils Clemson season. I like Cle- I like Notre Dame here, plus two. Plus two? True yeah. must-win game for Clemson. Clemson. Absolutely. If they have any uh, chance, must I win. I hate so many favorites, but give me Clemson. Man, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is rough. I'm gonna ride the Brownell train all the way to. He was not to enough. the NIT. I was gonna get to the to a NIT second round loss. Give me Clemson. Well, Notre Dame was really disappointing this past weekend. So I, I thought they had some life too. I was I was drawing on Mike's lifeblood, but that no, Louisville matchup was a was, perfect matchup for. for you called Louisville. it. You got it. Yeah, that was a perfect matchup for Louisville. What else? Georgia Tech at NC State. NC State twelve point favorites. I'm not gonna watch him. Too many points. Game. Too many points, right? I agree. Yeah. Too many points. I'm, I'm a, there's my underdog. Give me GT to to lose by eight. <laughs> Georgia Tech statement win from the Wolfpack here. Oh man, Georgia Tech is is not good. Um, but <laughs> you know, I still like them to put up eighty on NC State. I just let's just hope NC State doesn't get to a hundred. So I'll take I'll take Georgia Tech. I guess. No, I guess Georgia did. Begrudging. You're going to sweat that one out. Yeah. Thursday, another out-of-conference. Cincinnati at UCF. UCF, your three-point favorites. Why are Ooh. we doing this game? Huge game. Oh, this, this is a huge is, game. This is a huge game. Um, you know, UCF probably made the tournament. Oh, they're definitely last, making the last tournament. Last weekend yeah. uh, by beating Houston. Um, Taco Fall is the talk of the town. Um you know, I I'm telling you, I said it about a month ago that Cincinnati was a was a top team. I still think they are. I don't think UCF is that good. I I like Cincinnati here. I think their bigs eat them up. Where's the game? It's at UCF. Orlando, Florida. Give me UCF. Yeah, give me UCF. The only name you need to know, Aubrey Dawkins. Yeah, he he is their team. He, he's their guy. He's their yeah. team. Nobody's talking about Jared Cumberland for Player of the Year, but they should be. And I mean, for Cincinnati. Cincinnati really fell out of the conversation with that Ohio State loss first game of the season. Yeah, no, that seems reasonable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody talked about him since then. Um, oh, I lost their notes. Next game, Iowa at Wisconsin on Thursday. Wisconsin eight point favorites. Ah, uh, seems like too much. I don't want any part of this game. Iowa at Wisconsin. <laughs> Iowa, it was tough. It's not like Ethan is, Happ's going to be in the game. Is late Fran the Cabbage Head going to be back, or is he still serving? Is he going to be out? Fran the Cabbage Head. I have no clue. Fran the Cabbage Head. Yeah. Um, that will be his. That will be his first game back, right? Yeah, he will have played two games. Okay. Yeah. Eight Give me points. Iowa. Give me Iowa. I'll take it. Whatever. Ooh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'll take Wisconsin. Wisconsin, one of the best shooting teams in the country. Iowa can light you up Wait, from anywhere. is Wisconsin really one of the best shooting teams in the country? It's true. Have I, I don't only, have the numbers in front of me. But have I only watched the times like where they're bricklayers? 25th in the nation from three That's point. incredible. Yeah. Really? Not, not, surprising. not so good inside the arc, but 25th in the nation <sighs> from three points. Maybe How? they're just taking long twos and I'm watching the long twos go in, go How? off the backboard. No, they, they don't yeah. take that many threes compared to other people. But. No. Right, right. No, okay. I mean, you know, while, while Wisconsin's one of the best teams, shooting uh, threes. Jordan Bohannon for Iowa. 
is might be the best shooter in the country. This is best a rallying call for Iowa here. This um, is it. The this fearless is leader is back. What what are they plus eight in this game? Is that yeah. right? And yeah, and you, you have Wisconsin. So yeah, congrats. money line Iowa. That's the easiest money you'll make. Wait, all you just week. took Wisconsin. No, I took Wisconsin. No, yeah, Mike did too. No, no, no. I'm taking Iowa money. Okay, okay. No, his good. his formula is like talk really good about the team that he's not going to pick, and then at the end <laughs> just smile the whole time, and then at the end throw in the other team. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, I like guys. Iowa. I think that's good enough. If you want to contact the podcast, please get in touch with us. You can email us. We'll be kind. You don't have to be kind, but you know, it'd be great. Or you could tweet at us at accbballdegens. Our Gmail is accbballdegens at gmail.com. Pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple. Or check us out on Facebook. Give us a like. Mike is off the reference bandwagon at this point. He wants you to save your knowledge for yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I I want to recommend other podcasts that people should listen to while they're trying to gather knowledge. Yeah, we're going to try to do some collabs for either conference tournament week or for the big dance. I mean, it's going to be tough for Selection Sunday because everybody's going to be in their bunkers. We'll be in our bunker, which is in this room right now, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, no, there's there's no better way to spend March Madness than in a windowless room. We don't have any banquet bets, though, <laughs> this year. Guys. That's what I will say, unfortunately. We don't have a pit um, Wake Forest wager this year, which would have been good. I mean, yeah, Guthrie I and Taylor would have profited. If you go back a couple podcasts, you might have like a Miami wager in there that I lost really badly. So, um, But we'll be at, back recording Thursday night, so before the big games on uh, Saturday. So, you know, expect us to do some previews that you can listen to on your way to work on Friday. All right, be well.